Okay, welcome back to The 100 Report. I'm Chris. I'm Charlie. And we are starting in earnest because at long last the IPL has begun. I am so excited. It pretty much means that every single day there's a T20 match on. Exactly. I think that it behooves us to have a little chat about the Australia series because we we haven't really chatted over that one. So let's let's have a, let's dive into it. What did you make of it generally? You know what? I really really enjoyed the Australia series. I thought we were pretty evenly matched, and especially the T Twenty. Australia number one in the world. We're ranked number two. It came to the second game where we won and we were two two nil up in the series, and we suddenly regained the first place for all of forty eight hours. And then <laughs> they came back and took it back from us, sort of on the last on the last match, which was great. And then the same thing happened with the one day. We're obviously ranked number one in the world from the World Cup win, and it was two one the other way. So I think, yeah, I mean, there was not much between the two teams. No, it was topsy-turvy to say the least. Um, I thought that there was some really interesting stuff uh, going on throughout the series. I think in the T20s we saw a little bit of shining lights from the England batsmen. Certainly it was nice to see Sam Billings do so well and well in the one day series when he got his 100 and Johnny Bairstow as well. It was a little bit disappointing with the one day matches that in those instances when a player got 100 and did very well for England, it seemed that there was very little support for them. There were some bright signs with Tom Curran taking it on his shoulders to be the responsible batsman, for example, and get the England squad up to a decent total. Uh, but I thought that there was some good stuff, and I really liked Adam Zampa. He came into his own, didn't he, in the last couple of games? Because I do believe in the T20 format, he was really, really expensive. And I was sort of even a bit curious as to why they kept they kept with him because he kept making the team each each game but actually gosh in that last couple of games he did so well he was so destructive yeah there's a lot to talk about I think again we need to recognize the fact that we didn't have Ben Stokes which is a key player Mm -hmm. for each format but again like you said it gave Sam Billings an opportunity and Sam Billings is a character that we see in and out of the England team often and I actually feel quite sorry for him because he said quite openly in interviews it's been really hard to prove myself in this team because I haven't been given a consistent place so every time he does well it's kind of because someone's injured or he's filling in for someone and it's really really hard I mean he says himself that it's the most difficult team in the world to get into the, the one day team um, but he's certainly proven himself I think Owen Morgan in an interview afterwards sort of said you know, Sam Billings, you know, has proven himself in the England team. But yeah, for sure, Ben Stokes is coming back. So I'm just curious to see who Ben Stokes will be replacing. Because in the T20 format, we've seen David Milan. David Milan has got the best figures, I think, of any of the batsmen in the T20 format. But he isn't, again, often there in the T20. We've got Tom Banton. He did a great part opening for us, but he then dropped down to position three. Jason Roy, on the other hand, came back fit for the one days he didn't prove himself uh, with the bat so it's really kind of it has put a couple of questions up in the air I think Jason Roy was really really disappointed with with both of the the matches that he was in was it just the one day was he in the t20 I don't um, think he was in the t20 he was injured Jason uh, Jason Roy yeah I think mm. yeah I think he was injured but no there were there were a lot of bright sparks and as a, a very useful segue Sam Curran was actually one of my favorite players of England not necessarily because he did something magnificent or something that stood out more than the others. He just did things when it mattered, which actually was perfectly reflective of uh, his performance yesterday 
for Chennai because that that was for me was the bright spark of the opening match the Mumbai Indians against Chennai Super Kings he just did things when it mattered he got those two crucial catches he bowled really economically and I think he he made what 18 runs but he made it off five balls and switched the run 18 off five and suddenly that that run chase at the end looked so attainable because Yeah. yeah he really did the groundwork I was looking through the England players for the IPL the other day and I was shocked actually that Sam Curran is one of the highest paid England players in the IPL. He went for 590,000. Wow. Whereas Chris Jordan is below him, his brother is well below him, Tom Curran, Moen Ali, Owen Morgan, Tom Banton, they're all well below him. So I was thinking, oh, that's pretty steep. That's pretty pricey for Tom Curran. Sorry, Sam Curran. But as, as we saw yesterday, I think he just does so well in those conditions. And I think that his record for Chennai has been fantastic. So you can totally see why. Absolutely. I, I think that it always bears saying as well that teams want left armors and especially somebody who is an all-rounder and I would definitely class Sam Curran as a bowling all-rounder. It basically means like you have two players for the price of one or one and a half players for the price of one and his fielding as well. For Chennai... Oh, those catches. Yeah, Sam Curran and Fafty Plessy both in your team. That is going to save you... Can a- we talk about the two catches that Fafty Plessy caught out of the boundary, threw it up into the air and caught in, in the boundary, within insane. the boundary again. It was just, like, insane. He's yeah. such a great athlete. Oh, it was fantastic. And I think that's kind of the point. They really surprised me because I think you were saying to me earlier that Mumbai, because they won last year and they're the Mumbai Indians, are favourites to win. But based off that match yesterday, I went, actually, Chennai have got a very, very strong squad. Chennai look really, really strong. And they've obviously got... MS Dhoni, they've got Faf Duplessis, they've got a couple of players that are, you know, reaching the end of their peak, but have so much still to give in this shorter format. Mm. But yeah, you're right. So Mumbai Indians are still favourites to win. They won last year. And then interestingly, CSK has been moved from position two to three, third favourite, and switched with Sunrise's Hyderabad. Sunrise's Hyderabad are now second favourites to win. Ah, uh, you see, this is this is interesting because I think I, I feel like I owe you an apology, Charlie. Because um, what have you done? I was chatting to some people on Twitter and we were talking about whose teams they were, and I knew, I knew in my heart of hearts, I'm a Sunrisers Hyderabad fan, and I can tell you exactly why. It's because I am a Dale Stain super fanboy, and I follow him around wherever. And I think it was after Deccan uh, ceased to be a franchise and Sunrisers became a franchise. I just followed Dale Stain to Hyderabad back in the days when Ishan Sharma was playing for them and I was a huge Hyderabad fan but I think I've told the world or certainly the Twitter world that you're a Mumbai fan so maybe I've misrepresented you how could you Chris how (laughs) could you um to be honest no I I do I do like the Mumbai Indians but I but I do yeah Sunrisers Hyderabad I went to the IPL last year and I followed the Sunrisers so it was really interesting to see how the team did and to, to see most of their home matches it was really great what an amazing experience and feeling even more lucky having gone last year considering that this year it's behind closed doors and yeah. in Dubai but yeah no I think we've, we've both found ourselves supporting the same team for once which is actually quite nice <laughs> yeah it's going to be odd I think it's going to be more difficult for us to be uh, level-headed whenever Hyderabad are going to be playing certainly in a couple of days when they have their first match against uh, Delhi um, but you know I, I think it's good to know and it's nice that we can at least converge on having having the same team for once but 
one of the questions that I was going to ask you, there was this list going around on Twitter about who was going to win the orange cap, who was going to win the purple cap, who was going to do all of those things. And I found it so difficult to not select Hyderabad players. I did manage with one. I managed to make the purple cap selection for Adam Zampa. And that was based off the one-day series he's had in Australia and him just taking wickets when it mattered. But um, what about you? You got any got any theories, Any anything that you think who's going to end up well, with the orange cap? Well, it's so hard again not to pick Sunrisers players, but it's interesting that obviously last year the orange cap holder was uh, David Warner and he had his season cut short also because they had to go back you know to do stuff for Australia the World Cup and things like that so he didn't even get to play all the matches and he was still by far the lead run scorer so it's going to be really hard not to choose him because I think this year schedules show that he's available for all of the matches so I think David Warner, it's really funny, isn't it? He does so well under these conditions compared to, I find he always struggles in England. And it's going to be really weird me choosing him now after he's had a really dismal series yeah. for Australia against England. He hardly scored at all. So, But I do think that he just plays so well with that orange shirt on. So I think that he will get the orange cap again this year. Okay, good um, shout. I think, and also he's now been reappointed captain of the team so I think he's got a lot to prove as well so I think he's gonna be the orange cap holder Mm -hmm. the purple cap winner it's really hard not to say Rashid Khan because he does so well but we have to take take into consideration that these aren't Indian conditions Mm -hmm. they are conditions in Dubai which I don't think are that different but I also am quite curious to see how Jofra Archer does for Rajasthan Royals because with that pace and again he's available for all of the games surely he's going to get picked for all of them especially considering I don't think Ben Stokes is going to be joining them this season so they have one less international player to choose from I'm tempted to say Jofra Archer Okay. No, I think I think that's a pretty good shout because again, I went with Adam Zampa just to try and be a bit different. But you're right. I mean, it would not surprise me if Rashid Khan ended up being the orange cap holder. How about this? I found this as a really interesting one. Was I, who you think is going to be the surprise package? One that you haven't even heard of or thought of, or someone that perhaps international audiences might not know. I only ask because there was a player who plays for Rajasthan Royals, who obviously Indian fans will know him, and particularly Rajasthan fans a batsman called Rian Parag I think he's going to make quite an impression on this and he's a young Indian player he only played his first Ranji trophy a couple of years ago and he averaged 32 in uh, his first IPL season which for T20s I think is really good I think we're going to see a lot that's a good one oh I'm interested to see how he does that's a good choice Yeah, yeah that's a difficult one I think that Again, if I'm going down the Sunrisers Hyderabad route, um, <laughs> I really like a player called Srivats Goswami. Okay. He doesn't get played very often because he is a wicketkeeper batsman. And they've had, they've got Johnny Versto in their squad and they've had a lot of other fiery wicketkeeper batsmen. So he's kind of missed out. But he did really, really well in the under-19 World Cup for India in 2008. He's a top-order batsman. And I think given the opportunity, he'll do really well. It's just whether he gets chosen. However, as we know, the IPL uh, teams are only allowed to choose three international players. So it means that yeah. for sure David Warner is getting chosen for every one now. If they don't go with Johnny Besto for whatever reason, I think then he'll get his chance. Okay. Yeah, I think that's actually a solid pick, especially with Hyderabad. I think that we should get into this in a couple of days when we uh, discuss 
uh, Hyderabad's first match, they're going to have a real problem juggling all their overseas players, especially because their captain and their wicketkeeper are both overseas players. But you've also got to balance the squad because if you want Kane Williamson in, you are going to have to drop Mohamed Nabi and Rashid Khan oh, and vice versa. Exactly. So I think they're, they're. I'm really, really intrigued to see who they're going to pick for their opening especially eleven. Especially bowling together, those two are just like gold dust I know it's yeah. going to be really difficult I mean they've also got to we got to remember they've got a new coach this season with Trevor Bayless so that um, ex-English coach um, might just swear I don't know more into Johnny Bairstow's favour but then being an Australian I don't know maybe Mitchell Marshall get in there so it's going to be really interesting <laughs> yeah it's it's all fraught with what ifs I think but um, what about you guys the listeners what do you think who do you think is going to be the surprise player perhaps one that people who don't really follow the IPL or international fans might not have heard of who do you know and this surprise us because you know we might not have heard of them either uh, get in touch at 100 report on twitter at the 100 report on instagram and also you can comment on the youtube videos but anyway let's let's leave that there because i feel like we could go on forever about ramifications and predictions i think we'll just we'll cross that bridge I've when we come to it prediction to ask uh, you oh, okay 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 one the more game that's about to start in literally 10 minutes Kings 11 versus Delhi Capitals. Who's going to win? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, yeah, well, I guess I've got to do it now. And hopefully I'll get this out <laughs> before it's finished so I can feel vilified or vindicated. I, I'm i going to go for Kings 11 purely because, you know, the, the UAE pitches are usually quite batsman-friendly. And I think that especially because they've got Chris Gale and KL Rahul, who is in the form of his life, are uh, playing for them. I'm I'm going to go with Kings Eleven. They, they're a lot stronger a squad than I remembered them being. So that's for me. How about you? I'm flipping it back on you. Ah, uh, you know what? It's really difficult because I'm also looking down the Delhi Capitals uh, lineup, and they've got Marcus Doinus, Alex Carey, who've just had an amazing uh, season with England. I don't know. They've also got Rabada. I, I'm going to have to go with you. I think Kings Eleven have just just got it for me. So I think we've again both in agreement on that. This is this is getting easier and easier now. We just agree. <laughs> But hey, I mean, it's not going to take long for us to find out if we're right or wrong. And when we chat next on the next podcast, we can tell each other off or slap each other on the back for a job for a job well done with our predictions. Uh, let's let's wrap it up there. And again, hopefully, I think during the IPL, we are hoping to do these podcasts a lot quicker, turn them around. They'll probably be a bit shorter, but we'll try and get on as much as we can. And this is the best time for us to chat to you guys, uh, the guys who are following the IPL, because that's that's why we're here. We're here to talk cricket. But anyway, like I said, you can get in touch with us on all of our socials and on YouTube. And don't forget to like and subscribe and share, share, share away. We look forward to chatting with you. So uh, see you. See you very soon. See you next time.